Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot. Where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Welcome home, Brains. There's only one requirement to hang out on the edge, is that you open your big brain and close your small mind. Did you bring your thinking caps? It's time to put them on, because the conversation starts with April Mahoney. This is the place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. And today we have Amy Pierquint. We're going to talk about graphic design and the world of websites. I got some questions for her because I really have to find the value or re-engage in the value of a website. What is it supposed to look like, feel like? What is the things that, and the colors that are grabbing people's attention that are going to make you go from one page, two page, three pages, um, how to put things on a landing page. So we're going to talk about all that. I'm going to talk about some parenting and some anti-bullying techniques. I'm going to tell you all a funny story. Uh, and Amy is going to tell us about life there on the lake because she's got a boat. I'm jelly. So let's welcome her to the edge. How you doing, Amy? Doing great, girl. How are you? Girl, I'm at the top of my game. And I'm not afraid <laughs> to tell nobody. I'm not afraid. But you know what? It takes work and it takes effort. It, it takes creativity and it takes innovation and not getting stuck. Not and getting as stuck. a graphic designer, those are things that you really have to keep, you know, ahead of you because it's ever evolving and changing. Tell us a little bit about you and your work history. Uh, and the cat's booty. <laughs> <laughs> she had to join too. Come I on. know, I know. But she could have did a face first. Where's she at? Let me see it. Hi, Kitty. Welcome this is to On the Edge. <laughs> Welcome to On the Edge. So tell us um, how you found yourself in this space and you know what's going on in the digital space when it comes to, to web design and web creation and graphic design. Well, I've had a pretty interesting journey when it comes to uh, my career, where I started and where I am now. So um, when I first started my business, I was actually designing uh, publications, so magazines. And that's all I was doing was putting together publications, deciding how things were going to lay out, all that kind of fun stuff, right? And that industry took a massive dive in um, 2010. And I basically lost all of my work and I had to start my business all over from scratch. And I took 2010 and tried to decide what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And I figured that website was kind of the future. So I dove into it and I've never looked back. So that's kind of how I got here. So now... I'm gonna be real transparent. I don't remember the last time I visited my website. I know it is ancient. <laughs> <laughs> really, you have to wipe the dust off. But I found that people weren't really engaging in the website. Maybe it's because I had too much text, too many pages. You know, you can overdo it. Right. Five, and six pages of content. People aren't going through all of that. No, and they're not. And the newer trends with website is the less, the better. Right. Um, in fact, even Google 
uh, when it comes to like their SEO and where they place websites, mm -hmm. um, if you have too many pages that are not visited, they start to ding you and they start to put you lower in the rankings. So it's always a good idea to reevaluate your website, look at your analytics and see, do you have pages on your site that people aren't visiting? And maybe reconsider, like, maybe I should get rid of this page. All right, let's talk a little bit more about the website. You go on some people's website. Okay, I, I'm a coach, but I only coach five. I say I'm a consultant, okay? Um, but I only do it for five people a year. And I only do it for about 10 hours because I'm already looking for people that are invested. I just want to look at it from a helicopter view. I want to see as a new client, potential customer, reader, whatever they're doing when I enter into this space. But girl, you look at some people that have not had professional websites done and they got 15 different fonts. Everything's got to be bolded. Everything's got to be highlighted. Everything's got to be italicized. <laughs> you know, it, it's crazy. The, the pages, the colors are not cohesive. They're all over the place. They're uploading every event that they have. It's just too busy. Give us some su simplistic guidelines for the person that's the novice, but also for the person that is seeking out professionals like yourself. Okay. Well, you did cover on some of the, the big things that I've seen on websites too. Girl, um, me crazy. I'm like, this is every page. I mean, every page should have a consistent uh, look and feel to it, right? Like if the header looks a certain way on one page to be consistent all the way across, every page should not have different colored scheme, different font, because you're going to confuse the viewer. They're going to think they left your website <laughs> and, but they're, they're on the same website, right? So stick with um, the same color scheme, three, four colors max, right? Use your same colors throughout the website. Um, two, three fonts tops. Do not go crazy. Don't use every font just because it's available. Don't use it. Um, if you're putting small body copy text on, don't have it be cursive. No one can read that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, make sure that if you're going to use a cursive font, make sure that's a big title. It's much easier to read on a screen. Um, and then keep it short and simple. Um, people have really short attention spans anymore. If you've got really long websites with lots of text on it, okay, first and foremost, no one's going to read that. Nope. Right. If you feel like you need to tell that story, create a video, create a 30 minute video. People will watch video, but they will never read that long text. Mm -hmm. So shorten it down, condense it, do it yourself, create a video yourself, put it on the website or hire someone to do it for you. Um, people will watch that video any day of the week. Plus you have to realize, you know, when it comes to Google, staying on, um, your website that that adds visibility that adds the popularity to your website right so if people are watching a video on your on your page they're staying on for 30 seconds a minute minute and a half right and google counts all of that right and the more people that visit your site and the longer they stay google considers you popular right and moves you up the rankings all right so be sure that you got a good looking head site I mean, uh, headshot, <laughs> headshot. Right? Uh, now let's catapult it to the professional. You're a, you know, uh, small business, mid-range business. Mm -hmm. What are they doing these days in the worlds of website 
to capture the attention of potential customers and get, and get engagement. So the biggest thing that a lot of small businesses are doing, small to medium-sized businesses, is they're really starting to niche down. Um, that being that they're realizing who they want to work with. They're not just going out and saying, oh, I can, I can work with anybody. That's untrue. Anybody that says that, you know, they haven't figured out what they're doing with their business. Everybody's um, not your tribe, Brains. Everybody's not your tribe. Yep. Everybody's not your tribe. Even me, like technically, could I work with every business? Yeah. Do I? No. Right. Because I have certain people that I want to work with. Um, so who is that person? And then based off of that, you change your website to market to that ideal clientele. That's what small businesses are doing. They're niching down. They're going, I want this clientele as my client. And this is how I'm going to attract them. And if they can't figure it out, I work with them and help them. How, how do, what message do we use on your website? What do we say on your website that's going to attract that ideal clientele? Exactly. Colors that are soothing to the eye. But also, I've worked with some colorists on my show. Um, and they are very keen on that color bringing out your identity and consistency. I work with one woman, love her dearly, but not only does she have 15 different fonts, she has four or five different websites. And that mm. is not good for branding. Mm -mm. You don't see Coca-Cola changing their logo. The swoop on the Nike, all you need to see is that, and you know who it is. Walmart doesn't change theirs. You need to be consistent so people can follow you. Even right. if you have two or three businesses, you've got an umbrella business, but the tier businesses down below still need to have the cohesiveness and some sort of synergy with the parent company. Am I getting that right? Absolutely. And And don't stop at the website either. All of your social media, all of your other things, like even if you have a link tree out there or something like that, is the branding on those, That's right. right? So someone may come to your website and they link on maybe, you know, your Facebook icon and then go over to your Facebook and try to find out a little bit more about you. If, if it's not cohesive, they'll question whether or not they're on the correct page or not, right? Um I have even had that happen to me where I was checking out a business and I went over to different social media and the colors were completely different. The logo was even different, but it was the same business. And I questioned whether or not I was in the right place. And guess what? I went over to one of their competition because I didn't know I was. Um, They're all over the place. They're excited. Okay. Brains, we're not trying to hammer you too hard, but again, consistency makes the cake rise, baby. You can't put uh baking soda in one time and don't put it in the next you have to be consistent if you want it to rise now mm -hmm. and the links uh brains this is another thing like when you come on my show i'm always going to put your information on there but go in and make sure that your links work Everyone make sure that it's spelled correctly make sure if it's on linkedin twitter x Instagram, TikTok, that is all consistent because I'm telling you, like Amy said, well, they're going to look, but they're not going to look too hard. And once they find that it's complicated to find you from the onset, 
in the back of my mind, it's going to be complicated to work with you in the long haul. Mm -hmm. Well, even simple errors on like Facebook or your website or anything or old information, old information too. Um, it makes people kind of wonder whether or not you're a legit business or are you still around? Mm -hmm. Right. So people start to wonder, is this a fly by night? Right. You don't want someone thinking that you're fly by night right. or maybe you're not around anymore. So you want to make sure that. Or every you're not doing, you're not doing anything right now. You're writing off what you, you know, you tell the, the tail dubbing, is that what they call it? Duff, dovetailing. <laughs> <laughs> I had it backwards. I'm like the cat. I came in backwards. <laughs> but yeah, you are dovetailing off of what you did, and that's good. I'm gonna have to go in and update mine because I'm still doing stuff. But you know, what have you done for me lately? That's mm -hmm. what people want to see. Are you current? Are you with the trends? Are you, you know, AI compatible? Are you on social media? LinkedIn, current pictures. Some people have uh, their best looking pictures, but it was from 2012. We in 2023 going into 2024 <laughs> and trying to look like you was 20 years younger. Nope. You need an update. You need an update. Okay. So uh, talk to us a little bit about what a landing page is. So a landing page is nothing more than a, basically a single page. Um, a lot of times they call it like a sales page. Um, you're talking about stuff on social media, like you're trying to sell a course or you're trying to get people to sign up for XYZ, whatever it is, right? Um, a landing page is set up as a place that you link to from social media over to this one page. Um, now, why would you want one of those? Um, it's really easy to track how well your marketing is going on your social media. Right, because you can you can see how many people are visiting that, that site versus if you're linking over to like your homepage, there's a whole bunch of other people going to your homepage too. So you may not know how many people are visiting based off that one ad or that post that you put out there, right? So the landing page is basically a very strong sales page. Okay, that, that makes sense. If you got a release of a new book mm -hmm. or a product, you know, and you want to, or a, a webinar. Um, yeah. And you're offering something special, right? Right. Cause you could, you could be talking about the book and another page on your website, but let's just say you're doing a special one time for a month only half price off the book or something like that. Right. A landing page is that temporary sales only for this time only, but then go to the special page to get it. And it's separate from the website. Because if you're running a promotion, you want that upfront and personal. You want to grab, uh, grab that attention right away. And then right. also put a link to your website if they want to do a deeper dive into who you are and what mm -hmm. you're talking about. If you do it the opposite way, in my opinion, Amy, tell me if I'm wrong, your sales page can get lost in your website. It might be on page three. And like we've already told you from the onset, they're not getting to page three. You know, right. You got all this long bio and, you know, all this other stuff and the meat and potatoes is on page three and those 30 seconds have already been exhausted. Exactly. So, when creating a website, content, 
what are three things uh, as far as content that should be in a website? The biggest thing that I would tell you first and foremost is when you're starting a website, figure out what the end game that you want the person to do and work backwards from there. When someone comes to your website, what is it you want them to do ultimately? Do you want them to purchase something? Do you want them to sign up for a course? Do you want them to sign up for a newsletter? What is it, right? Figure that out first and work backwards from there. Otherwise, anything else that you do is kind of a waste of time. Because if you don't have an idea or a goal in mind for that visitor, your website will absolutely 100% show it. And the people that come to your website will be like, well, what am I supposed to do now? Right? The call to action would probably be missing. Right. Right. So the call to action is extremely important, right? That's content. Right. Right. Um, the next thing would be the person that you're speaking to, writing to them. Right. And that really depends on who your ideal clientele is. And then address, do less of talking about yourself and talk more about what it is that you provide. What pain point can you fix for that person that came to your website? Right. Right. They don't care about you, they care about what you can do for them. Graphic design, again, is a tough gig because you have all of these templates out here. You know, they want to make it quick and slick. They want to make it easy for you. But a graphic designer used to be back in the day of old. Yes, brains, I'm dating myself. But you (laughs) used to really be, you know, and you probably do, you do it more on the computer now, but it used to be where you had uh, sketches, you used more colors, you used more, more engaging, intuitive type of things. Now you'll go to a prefab website. They got a hundred templates and you just upload. What is the Mm -hmm. benefit of working with a graphic designer like you? Well, uh, for me, you don't get that template. Um, Everything that I design, I design from the ground up. Um, and the, the reason why is templates are, they're almost like plug and play. Like you put the template in your logo has to go here. Your contact information has to go here, but if, and then you have to follow the template. If you want to do anything outside of that, it's almost impossible, right? You have to know code. You have to know something really kind of deep in the website world in order to make something more unique for you and your business. Um, you do have a tendency to look like everyone else, but working with a graphic designer, you get that unique branded look that you can then carry across everything. You get that I working the um, the branding, the messaging that it attracts your ideal clientele. And, the, and then all of the graphics that come along with it are also branded. So we give you everything in, in a nice pretty package, I guess, in a nice bow, right? We help you figure all of that out. 
but it's personal and it's intimate. And it, again, it's very individualized. It's not a copy mm-hmm. of something else. You can mm-hmm. use those images for merch. I'm big on merch. You know, you, uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I got a company watch. I got the coffee mug. I got the postcards. You're able to use all of these different things based upon that intimate look that makes it cohesive, that makes it um, Mm -hmm. attractive, that makes it consistent. Consistency, consistency, consistency. I can't emphasize that enough because this is your individual brand. If you want to do something that somebody else has, then you're not a boss. You're an employee. Oops, did I say that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's good. So Amy, let's ask some fun questions about you. Okay. What kind of boat you got? I have a JC pontoon. Oh. Well, it depends because I do have three. Well, I have two boats and a jet ski. So oh. I have a Sea Dew jet ski, which is, you know, my my fast go runner that, you know, goes 50 miles an hour down the lake. Um, we have a JC pontoon, and then my husband has a fishing boat, which honestly I couldn't tell you what kind of boat it was. <laughs> it's his boat. So do you know how to water ski? Um, I cannot water ski because I do not, I have a bad right knee. So I saw my friends water ski and it was like, I couldn't believe it. But of course, you know, I was pouring the cocktails and with the life jacket on, I couldn't do it. Now those (laughs) pontoon boats are kind of fun because they are good for fishing and being being on the lake. Are you a fisherwoman? I am not. Um, I'm more just kind of like to cruise the lake or get on this ski do and go really fast, right? Um, but we do have like a um, like a little grill on our boat. So when we go out on the lake, if we get hungry in the middle of the day, we just hook up the grill and oh wow, eat some burgers. There, you know, I don't know. We're not a well. There are some private lakes here, but for the most part, it's out in the bay. And uh, we've had some pretty bad accidents because people are careless. I would be more afraid of driving a jet ski or a boat in the water than driving a car or one of these scooters on the street because you could hit someone and they're inebriated because it's fun. You're sitting out there in the sun and you didn't have 12 beers (laughs) (laughs) and haven't realized what was going on. So you really need to be careful and have water safety. Everybody on the on the boat, do you wear a life jacket though? Well, you're pretty comfortable with it, but do you wear a life jacket a lot of the times? Um, on the jet ski, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's pretty good. Um, if you were an appliance in the cotton picking kitchen, what would you be? <laughs> Well, the first thing that pops into my mind is like a mixer. Oh. Hand mixer or Vitamix or bullet. What, what I was thinking, I was thinking of um oh the stand mixer type like oh the hand mixer, the the quiz yeah. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, like the big ones, you know. Oh like, boy, so you like you want to knead the dough and make the pasta and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I just kind of mix things up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I want to be the spice grinder. Nice. I want to make it, you know, want to 
put that sage and that cilantro. And yeah, I think I kind of mixed. That. Maybe that's why that came into my head when you asked that question. Is is I'm not quite your your you know kind of like your average female. You know, I kind of mix things up a little bit. Yeah, we don't want you to be average. That you know, that's not a graphic designer. You're mm -hmm. the extraordinary. You're not the ordinary. If you were a flower in the garden, what flower would you be? Well, I absolutely love lilacs, so I'm going to say that. Okay, that's nice. Mm -hmm. You have kids? I do. I have two girls. You have two girls. Mm -hmm. You being a uh, a woman in business, a woman of influence, you know, not the average female, what are you pouring into the heads of these young women as far as innovation, inspiration? You know, just really how to set themselves up for success. I think the biggest thing that I've tried to instill in my girls is, I know this sounds kind of cliche, but you can do what you want. Um, and I think that's exactly what they're doing. They're not following the crowd. My girls have never been crowd followers. Um, they stand up for themselves. They, you know, they support other women. They, they're just amazing young ladies that don't let other people or other people's viewpoints change who they are they're just like this is me except me or not right well that's important because you have to ingrain your own identity just like you have to ingrain your brand we were talking a little bit about bullying um you know before and i you know me brains uh you can say what you want to i can say give me one too all you got to do is one time I was telling Amy, I was going to tell a funny story about this little girl named Pebbles. Oh, yes. I bet she wasn't knee high to a grasshopper, but she had a crowd around her. I was scared to come out to the car. Mama was picking me up. They were going to get me. Oh, they had planned all week to get me on Friday. I go down there. I make a beeline. I get to the car. I'm huffing and puffing. I'm sweating. My mother's going, what is wrong with you? I said, Mommy, they're going to get me. They're going to get me. Well, I was the only child. I wasn't the only child, but it was 16 years between me and my my brother. Um, oh, they're going to beat me up. They're going to do this. And they're talking about me and this, that, and the other. So my mother goes, well, honey, we'll handle that. She pulled over and made me get out the car. I said, she lost her mind. Well, she made me confront Pebbles. Well, it wasn't a big fight, but there was a tussle and a rustling, this, that, and the other. And I got what's known as street cred. Now, we do not want our kids to be aggressive. But this soft marshmallow kind of, you know, attitude, it, I think you got to have some skin in the game because the world is cruel. And if they don't get you in middle school, they'll get you in high school or they'll get you on the job. Mm -hmm. You have a black belt. Okay, so talk about the one, two. She can do the five, six, seven. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I mix it up. <laughs> the thing about that is that, you know, martial arts is not just for physical combat, but it's also a mental discipline. And I find that a lot of people that have these, you know, great combative skills, it's great uh, exercise as well, but you hold back. And your instructors teach you to hold back instead of being the aggressor, you are the protector. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and you say your daughter also has, you know, uh, skills such as that. To me, that's, 
it, it takes a certain finesse, a certain gravitas to be mm -hmm. able to know when to hold, when to fold, and when to judo chop. Exactly. There's actually a, a kind of a term for it. It's uh, verbal judo. It's like de-escalating situations, not with your fists, but with words, right? But we also understand when when a bully or when someone comes to you and they're really mean and nasty, right? Their, their words are just horrible, right? That could really hurt you like inside, right? But we do learn that whatever someone says that comes out of their mouth is a projection of themselves and what's going on inside them mm. or how they feel about themselves. Once you fully understand that and that concept of projection, you no longer take anything personally. Mm. And so your ego is no longer in the game. Right. So when someone's cutting you down and insulting you, a lot of times people jump up and they're like Mr. Aggressive or Mrs. Aggressive, right? Because their ego was hurt. And we completely separate ourselves from that because we know it has nothing to do with us. Right. And it's a mental discipline too, as well. It's a great place for meditation because you have to meditate. You have to stay calm. Mm -hmm. You have to stay focused. Um, you gotta, and you know what? Your head is like, a propeller you always in tuned about your awareness do you encourage women because i do all the time to take some sort of self-defense courses absolutely um prior to covid i used to teach women self-defense wow. um, yeah so i i taught multiple classes a month um and women would come into the classes. A lot of times I'd had women coming in, they were shaking. They were so afraid and they, they were literally shaking. Their body was shaking. They were so afraid. And I just went up to them and I'd ask them if I could give them a hug, first of all. And I give them a hug and they're like, I'm so afraid. And I'm like, well, you already took one step past your fear. You're here. And by the time the class was over, they felt empowered. So they arrive afraid, left empowered. They do. And it's about a, a, a conversation as well, too. Mm -hmm. As you said, words are powerful. People can, you know, they can cut you like a switchblade with that tongue. Mm -hmm. I've been, something I've been known to have about. to close, to close the, the, the gate on mine, these teeth, to hold it. Because sometimes the things that people can say to you can be more detrimental than them literally putting their hands on it. right but something to think about is every time something someone says something to you and it upsets you you handed your power over to them so that's something to evaluate like why am i letting that per person actually they're controlling me now and so it takes a lot of discipline and practice to be able to keep control of your own emotions and not let that other person bother you and it's not easy. It's not an overnight thing. It takes lots of practice, but it can be done. So um, in closing, what would you like your legacy to be, Amy? What do you want to leave as an imprint, as a graphic design on the world? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I guess my biggest thing that I try to do with my business is just helping other people succeed. 
even if it's just as simple as I introduced one person to another person, I'm really big with networking, um, helping, like I just helped so many people maybe move out of that fear-based mindset of an entrepreneur to that next level of I'm going to succeed. So is that? You have a success mantra. That's, that's absolutely yeah. beautiful. And yeah. again, it's an imprint because you are a graphic designer and you are able to, you know, create that you're a visionary and, um, on many people, on their hearts, on their businesses, uh, just again, as a communicator, bringing out the beauty and the inspiration, you know, putting a, a pen to paper, or should I say, a what do you guys use now? You don't even use pens. What do graphic designers use now on the computer? You use a mouse? Yeah, mouse, mainly, yeah. Wow. Well, I have enjoyed you so much. Thank you so much, Waterfront Graphic Designs. Uh, and you are the best. You seem like a whole lot of fun. I'm going to have to come out there and pour the drinks on the pontoon boat. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your husband I'll get the bait. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Thank you so much. Please tell my brains how to get in contact with you so that they can work with you, they can grow their business, that they can create uh, their own personal brand and image across the board. Sure. You can just come to my website, uh, waterfrontgraphicdesign.com. Um, set up a time for a free consultation. I'll be happy to take a look at your website and give you some feedback on some things that could potentially help you find that ideal clientele. Well, thank you so much, Brains. I need you to go in, like, love, share, and subscribe. And you won't get lost because I'm telling you, you see this little avatar right here? You see her? Where's she at? There she go. Right there. That little honey is everywhere. That's my alter ego. Look at her. She's right here. Everywhere I go, <laughs> I, there <laughs> she is. Okay? So be consistent with your look and your feel. Go in, love, like, share, contact Amy. She's willing to give a look-see, uh, eagle-eye view, clean it up for you, and uh, she wants you to win. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, and thanks for being on the edge. Thank you. Bye, friends. <laughs>